everyone. Before we get started, we wanted to let you know about our venue consulting. We have broken up our offerings into four distinct needs, design, sales and client experience, marketing, and those all-important SOPs. You can take advantage of one or all of these tricky spots for your venue. If you want to learn more and get a few more details, head on over to hustleandgather.com to see how we can work together and reach your venue goals. All right, let's get to today's show. I got this great piece of advice from one of my mentors, and he said, you're going to need to learn how to sell. And I was like, why? <laughs> I was like, I could just hire somebody to do that. He was like, no, no matter what kind of business you have, there's no one who will sell your business better than you. Welcome, everyone, to Hustle and Gather, a podcast about inspiring the everyday entrepreneur to take the leap. I'm Dana. And I'm Courtney. And we are two sisters who love business. On this show, we talk about the ups and downs of the hustle and the reward at the end of the journey. And we know all the challenges that come with starting a business. Between operating our wedding venue, doing speaking and consulting, and starting our luxury wedding planning company, we wake up and hustle every day. But we love what we do. And today, we're talking with Amy Thompson president and CEO of Creative Allies, a marketing firm for entrepreneurs. Amy knows the ins and outs of running a business, as well as the importance of building a personal brand in order to ensure professional success. Amy has a passion for helping other entrepreneurs, particularly women and minorities. She loves talking about everything from the journey of a business owner to sales tips for introverts and non-salespeople. Amy, welcome to Hustle & Gather. Thank you for having me. Oh, we're so excited to have you today. Yeah. Yes. be fun. I know. <laughs> so for those people who are listening, um, can you share a little bit more about what Creative Allies is and the services that you offer? Sure. So we are a full service marketing company. And what that means is really we can partner with other businesses and offer everything that they need marketing wise. And it's kind of funny. I usually tell people don't ever say you can do everything right. <laughs> but we um, we have a really cool business model where we use our community of creatives to actually execute the work. So what that means is usually we can say yes to almost everything because we can go into our community and find the expertise that's needed. So whether that's just a small project that you have or if you need us to just take on all of your marketing, we can do that. That's really neat. I love that idea of like the community mm -hmm. of experts. So can you expand on that just a little bit? Like how did you find those experts? Are they all employed by you sure. or are they just kind of in your general circle? Yeah, they're freelancers. And okay. so we really keep our internal team small. We have about four to six people at any given time. And then we have a partner network mm -hmm. where it's other entrepreneurs like myself who have smaller companies. But then we have this community of freelancers who don't want to work full time. They just want to do their creative thing. They could be writers. They could be social media experts. They could be web designers, pretty much everything you can think of, video folks, photographers. And the company actually started about 10 years ago. So I did not start the company. I joined in uh, 2018, started to run the company. But we started in the entertainment space. And so what the company did was graphic design work for entertainers. And so they built up almost 100,000 graphic designers around the world. So the community is, is pretty huge. Yeah. And then over the years, when we started to do other work, we started to just diversify a little bit what kind of creatives we had in the community. And so now we still have access to that large community, but I really tap into maybe 15, 20 people. Okay. And then there's graphic design and like I said, all other marketing services. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm looking at your Instagram, it has a very like, like entertainment <laughs> industry, yeah. like super edgy kind yeah. of feel to Absolutely. what you guys produce for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. 
I'm really intrigued. So you <laughs> you didn't start this company. That is correct. Um, and if I'm correct, it was originally owned by two males. Yes. So, and they were both in the music business. Okay. And so it was more about music, entertainment, artwork, things like that. Mm -hmm. And then over time, let's see, myself and a couple of other investors, we invested in the company in 2015. And then, um, you know, people just started to go their separate ways, wanting to focus on other things. So in 2018 is when I took over running the company. And so my background is not necessarily music. Yeah. I mean, I like it, but it's not my background. So we started to shift over a little bit more into the things that I had experience doing, which was more around the business marketing. Sure. Well, that's really cool. I love hearing everyone's like different way of owning a business, mm -hmm. you know, cause we have, uh, we built ours kind of from the ground up. So mm -hmm. we were like starting with nothing building just as we kind of organically grew. And then we've mm -hmm. talked to some people who've bought businesses. Right. And then I love how you started as an investor oh, and then right. kind of were poised in a great position to be able to take it over That's right. one day. So. so I'm super curious because people talk about investing and mm -hmm. I feel like sometimes it, it kind of, it doesn't go over my head, like I understand the concept of it, but I am such a probably more of a fearful person, mm. like because you're investing in something that you don't know if it's going to be successful. So yeah. what led you to pick this business that you thought was a great use to invest in, I guess? Yeah, no, it's a great question. So we, like I said, I had an investment group, so it was not just me, but it was a significant amount of money. <laughs> and so we did a lot of due diligence. And first it's what do they offer? And do we think that's something that's sustainable, something that can grow? But it's also the people, right? It's like what, who's running the company now and who are the, the core employees, but also the partners and the clients. So it's really trying to get an understanding of everything about the business and our intent. I mean, I had a full-time job. We all did. So our intent was absolutely not to run the company. But it just so happened that over time, I don't know, the, the timing just worked out that a lot of the core people mm -hmm. wanted to do other things. Mm -hmm. And so just slowly we came in and, you know, just started to do more and more mm -hmm. and then ended up where it's like, we need a CEO, <laughs> you know, this full time and not somebody that has another full time job. Yeah. So that's how we, we went into it. But it's definitely a risk, yeah. obviously, when you're putting your hard earned money into something, especially like in your case, mm -hmm. you had control because you were doing it. Right, right. Right. So you're putting your money into someone else doing a good job. Yeah. So that part was difficult. But We've invested in things over the years, mm -hmm. not this big, mm -hmm. but in smaller things over the years. So that's another probably tip is start small. Yeah. You know, start with a amount of money that if you lose it, you're not going to really yeah. care that much. Right. <laughs> and then just kind of increase that until you get more comfortable with taking mm -hmm. on that risk because it is a risk. Yeah. I love that. Because I think oh. oftentimes you think of investing, you just think more of like stock market mm -hmm. or, you know, uh, futures or things like that. And it's yeah. not necessarily like tangible things. Do you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like you're not talking to the person whose company right. you're investing in and this is very different for you. But I once yeah. heard the saying that um, scared money isn't productive money. Aww. Very true. Yeah. So <laughs> very you true. can't have scared money and still be productive. It's not going to uh, grow. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. And this area, I mean, this area that we live in, there's so many small businesses yeah. Yeah. and sometimes it just takes not a little bit of money, but you know, in the grand scheme of things, a little bit of money yeah. where they can really jumpstart their business and grow their business with that investment. So there is a lot of opportunity for people interested in investing in business. I love that. I know we've talked about it so often too, like, cause our heart really is to really help other entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. And I feel like for us, like if someone, there are many times we were just like, we don't know how we're going to make this happen. 
and it was doing very not smart things with our money to get where we were going, like maxing out credit cards, taking yeah. out 401ks. I mean, things that they tell you not to do is yeah. what we did. And so using your own money. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And, oh yeah. And it was, it was very stressful. I think it, yeah. and it kind of cut us off at the knees for a while until we could kind of get our genuine feet under us. Yeah. And so it's something we've talked about, but I've always been really nervous about like investing. Not, I think just because like I said, I'm, I'm a little bit more risk adverse. So yeah. yeah. But I do think starting small and starting with businesses that you are passionate about. Yes. Because that makes a difference too. like finding another business that's doing something in line with what matters to you. Yeah. Yeah. Because then you really feel like you're investing money. Yes. But you're also really investing in that business. Yeah. And what they're doing. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, Me too. So you said you're in corporate America Mm -hmm. before that. So what did you do? So I've always done kind of operational work. So I've done okay. business operations, okay. sales operations, marketing operations. But my last position was at a technology company here locally. Okay. And so I ran kind of all the business operations. So HR, accounting, sales, mm-hmm. things like that. And it just got to a point where I was making a ton of money and wasn't actually doing anything. <laughs> and so I just had all this money in the bank, which, you know, sounds great. But also it's like I'm not really living. Yeah. So I decided I just wanted to take time off. And so I had planned to take about six months off and then that turned into a year and then I just liked it too much. And I just was like, wait a minute, I don't think I ever want to go back to work. (laughs) And so that timing is around the time where the CEO of Creative Allies was moving Mm -hmm. on to something else. And so I was like, maybe I should try this. So it just kind of all worked out timing wise. I certainly did not ever set out to run a company. It was just more a little bit of the timing. And then I found that working not for myself, but not having a boss mm. was something enjoyable to me <laughs> um, where I could. It's not that you don't work as hard, right. but you have more freedom to mm. what you work on, yep. where you spend your time, when you spend your time. Mm-hmm. You get to pick your own team, pick your projects. So it's just a lot more freedom, yeah. I believe, in running a business. Oh, I totally oh, agree with that. I agree with that. I mean, unless you have a partner. I know. I was about to say that. I was like, <laughs> picking your own team unless you already have <laughs> Unless you already have a team. <laughs> <laughs> we both thought that same thing. I know. <laughs> but I think that's so true. I think it's such it's such a great description that it's not yeah. that you're working less. I think a lot right. of times you work harder. Right. It's just you you have freedom in how you that's work right. and when you work yeah. and what you work on. Yeah. Oh, we so had a true. really hard time with that. Like when we yeah. uh, started growing our team and like kind of Dana has a off the charts fairness meter and uh, it was very hard like for her to differentiate between like not that Dana was doing less or that we were doing less, but that maybe our hours are different or like what our expectations mm-hmm. of our employees was going to be different than what our expectations mm-hmm. of, of us would be. Right. Or like, we don't have to pre-approve our vacation. You know right, what I mean? Right, like right, we right. could just say, this is what we're going to do. Can you cover or, yeah. you know, does this jive or whatever? Yeah. And so that, that was a hard transition for us yeah. to kind of get to that mental space where yeah. it's like, all right, I really it's do okay have some freedom and flexibility yeah. around here, you yeah. know? Yeah. yeah, I think for us too, like we built our business so much on like, I don't say camaraderie isn't the right word, but just very much we're in the trenches with them. Yeah. And so we never- Like wrote, as a badge of honor. Right, right. That definitely that I think is not correct. But um, I think too, like we went through it all with them. And mm-hmm. so I felt like I didn't want them to think that I thought I was better than them mm-hmm. or whatever. My worry of their perception was greater than what it should have been, right. which is 100% the truth. So there was a lot of that, like trying to like get over myself in yeah. a lot of ways and say, no, I am, I am the boss of this company and I can do these things and yeah. I don't have to justify. And you are different than the employees. Yes, we are different than <laughs> the employees. I mean, yeah. at the end of the day, I mean, 
we take on all the stress and all that, you know, right. that comes with it. So, right. yeah, I love that. What kind of like rebuilding did you have to do? Like once you kind of stepped into this role, obviously you're kind of like rebranding yeah. a bit because yeah. you're stepping out of a industry a little bit into new industries. Yeah. Luckily there was no timetable. So that made a huge difference. Like there wasn't, we had enough money for a little bit, you know, a year or so. So there wasn't this That's huge, nice. you know, pressure that we've got to change everything at once. And so really it was fairly organic in seeing that, you know, the entertainment that the way we were doing the business, it was not very profitable and it wasn't significant revenue for each project. Okay. So it's just like, okay. Like a know, quantity mindset. Some, exactly. Right. So it's like, we've got to find some other ways to make money so that we can, you know, if I need to hire someone else right now, I can't do that. I don't want to have to, you know, put more money into the business just to hire someone. So it was kind of that type of thing where it was more cleanup, but it wasn't urgent. I mean, it was mm -hmm. urgent, but it wasn't urgent in, this, in a sense. And so just over time, it probably was a year and a half, two years or so before we really moved into doing the small business work. And then honestly, it was probably earlier this year where we really shifted away from doing a lot of the entertainment stuff. Okay. Mm -hmm. So it, it wasn't anything that was quick. It was very much a just a long transition to get there. No, I think that's great. I know. I bet I think it's so true though. Like yeah. it, you always hear these things like, oh, overnight, da da da. And like, yeah, it's impossible. That is yeah. not accurate. Especially when you have, like, there was an existing team in place. Uh, so it's not like yeah. we're going to just say, hey, we're going to do something completely right. different. Yeah. So it was just, it was a big transition. Yeah. Yep. Definitely. So you've said that you are a natural introvert. Is that yes. correct? Yes. 100%. <laughs> so this is totally your jam. This is perfectly fine. Okay. <laughs> no audience. Just no audience. People. <laughs> just pretending. Exactly. So no, this is good. So how did you get comfortable with sales and being the CEO? Because you were now yeah. the face of this company and like putting yourself out yeah. there. I'm not going to say I'm comfortable yet. <laughs> I think it's definitely a work in, pro in process. One of the things that, you know, when I took that break from work and didn't know exactly what I wanted to do, I was thinking, oh, I could just do some consulting or, or what have you. And I got this great piece of advice from one of my mentors. And he said, you're going to need to learn how to sell. And I was like, why? <laughs> I was like, I can just hire somebody to do that. He was like, no. And he basically said, no matter what kind of business you have, there's no one who will sell your business better than you. And I was like, okay. And I didn't believe him. You know, I thought, well, I'll hire somebody, whatever. But then over the years of running the business and having kind of the not so successful, mm -hmm. you know, track record of hiring people, it's really true. Mm -hmm. um, when you run a small business, people are really buying you. Mm -hmm. They're not just buying the services and the mm -hmm. products that you offer. So it's a little bit of um, no choice. <laughs> but <laughs> true. To, to get as comfortable as you can get yeah. with being the face of the company. Right. And if you can't get comfortable, then you might have to consider doing something else because mm -hmm. people, you know, do business with people they trust. We've heard that mm -hmm. people do business with people they like. And the reality is that's you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so you yeah. have to be that face yeah. and you just have to figure it out. So for me, I usually think about things as a means to an end. So I don't really think about, oh, I'm selling or, oh, I need to do business development. Mm -hmm. I just think of it more as, you know, if I'm going to maintain payroll, then we need clients. Right. <laughs> and if I need clients, then I have to do this. So right. it's a little bit more um, structured for me yeah. to think about it that way. Yeah. It's really interesting. I think that's, I think that's 100% accurate, though. And for us, like the part of our business that is mostly selling ourselves is our planning company. 
And we rebranded last year because mm-hmm. we we were not the face anymore, and people were just confused. Like, who is this? Mm-hmm. It said it says C and D, but I've never seen C or D. <laughs> I like, know, and they're not available <laughs> to you, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> so we just completely rebranded mm-hmm. and made it so each planner basically as like a mini company within our umbrella company, so that they could kind of sell themselves. And we were also finding that you know every bride is different, and we didn't want to put ourselves in one specific market. Yeah. You have experts you know, that were in the LGBTQ community. We had experts that were in like, uh, that know more like the Indian culture, you know, but as a whole, like not everybody knew all those things, you know, but I I love that. But it's so true that you have to be able to sell yourself because that's what they're buying. Yeah. Yeah. Ultimately buying you. Yeah. And I think that for us, like when we did rebrand, that was one of the things is they would ask for, oh, I want Courtney or Dana. Mm-hmm. I'm like, really? You don't want Courtney or Dana. <laughs> yes. We don't have the time for that. Like you're yeah. going to get the short end of the stick. You'll yeah. be so much better served by one of our girls. And so it was trying not to convince that people anymore, right? Yeah. They So now they all do their own own yeah. selling and they have their own presence. And I think it's worked really, really well. Yeah, but, but for this part of our business, like the consulting, the speaking, it's all about selling ourselves. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like we're, we're a little rusty. Like, yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how to toot my own horn here. Like, I haven't done yeah. this in a really long time, but you do. You have to go in there and say, like, I don't know. You're like, an expert. Yes. Right. Yeah. And I, I believe I'm an expert, right? But I'm a more humble person mm-hmm. than just being like, I know everything and you should pay me this to tell you what I know. Right. Like, it's. I have a really hard time with that. Yeah. Me personally, Courtney does not. That's because Dana really <laughs> wanted to open like a 501c3. She thought we were a nonprofit for a really, really long time. And I think she's most comfortable in those realms. It's true. It's, yeah, I know. It's so true. It's my personality. That's right. <laughs> Can't help it. But I love that like, natural introvert. I actually call myself a high functioning introvert. Okay. And so I describe like an introvert as somebody who is depleted by interacting mm-hmm. with people. Whereas an extrovert would be somebody who is filled up yep. by interacting with yep. people. And it doesn't mean that you have more or less people skills or you're like right. unable to right. sell. I think it's just recognizing like, I need breaks from this. That's I need right. to recharge after this. Like I can't just go, 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 yeah. you know? Yeah, and I'm not going to get, yeah, more energized the more I go. Right, <laughs> you're just gonna get less. Gonna get less. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Or drink more, I don't know, either way, either way. But the I liver's going to take the hit. Yeah, what you said before is is really good because it's about scaling your business. Mm. You know, when you're first starting out, you're just trying to build the business or, mm-hmm. you know, just have a business mm-hmm. that's sustainable. And then you all are at the point where you're looking to scale it. Mm-hmm. And then you move away from being the face and mm-hmm. you're trying to make sure that other people can shine and other people can yeah. uh, help grow your business. So yeah. I think that's good. Yeah, yeah. So that's a fun place to be in. It I mean, a that's a fun place to yeah. be in. It's I'm nice not to- there yet. But that definitely is necessary when you're ready to really grow your business. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I agree. We are like addicted to uh, hiring people. It's, it's true. true. <laughs> <sighs> Let Better me get one worse. more. Yes, I know. <laughs> so uh, you were in corporate America mm-hmm. and now you are the CEO, which I think is a pretty mm-hmm. big jump. Yeah. Um, what are some things that you have learned about yourself being a CEO of a company? Yeah, a lot. Uh, you know, yeah. that's been probably like, stressful and fun, you know, to like learn these different parts about myself. I'm not motivated by money, Mm. but I'm motivated by getting things done. That hasn't changed. Mm -hmm. So that's probably the one thing that's been constant, even when I worked in a corporate job, is I just really, I'm very tactical, Mm -hmm. really enjoy the finish, (laughs) like starting something, finishing something. 
And so that's probably the one thing that stayed the same. The couple things that I've learned about myself, I learned that I was more creative than I thought. Hmm. I actually didn't, you know, I was much more operational, mm -hmm. like I said, in, in previous jobs. And so thinking about how to solve problems creatively, I, <laughs> I told somebody this before, it's like you make better decisions when you're broke. Yeah. And so That's in true. running the business, More creative it's ones. like, yeah, you, you don't have the luxury of right. all of this money that right. you usually do in a corporate environment or if your business is doing really well, right. but you still have to get the same end result. Mm -hmm. So you have to be much more creative in how you solve problems. You have to be more creative with your clients and how you can get things done. When we first started, you know, our rates were much lower than they are now. So mm -hmm. it's like figuring out how to get the work done and at those, you know, smaller rates. Mm -hmm. So the creativity is something that surprised me actually, but was a good surprise. Like yeah. I was really excited about how I was able to figure things out. And then once I started to, we started to make more money, that didn't change. It's mm -hmm. like still have that same mindset of I'm broke, yeah. right? Even though you have more money. And so you're not wasteful, mm -hmm. you're not just doing things to do it. You're not just hiring people to hire. You're mm -hmm. really every decision is because it's really necessary for the business. And so yeah. that's one thing that I learned about myself, but also feel like it was a really good thing for me in growing this yeah. business. Yeah, I can't say we're not wasteful. <laughs> we're wasteful on not people, but we're wasteful on like every freaking every other thing. Yeah, <laughs> like, I don't know. I mean, well, just, I don't think that's true. Well, there was a year, so we were very hands off, like we're not micromanagers. Mm -hmm. And so when we hired our second venue manager that we had, she was in charge of the budget. So we would create the budget at the beginning of the year and she was in charge of like inventory. So she would order the toilet paper and the paper towels. And, and we are very financially frugal people because mm -hmm. that's how we grew up with like just having to be very mindful. Like all I wanted as a kid was those Kool-Aid crushers. My parents would not buy them <laughs> because they came in packs of four and there's three of us. So that was... <laughs> Whatever. Although you could buy three and that would be 12. I know, but it was too expensive. So we always uh -huh. had to get, the, I mean, we still got juice boxes. I mean, mind you. Yeah. <laughs> like, but we, my parents are very frugal. And so, mm -hmm. and we are very frugal people. And so I remember one time she was buying like laundry soap and she bought it off Amazon, which, you know, was fine, but it was like four times the cost. Mm. You could just get it at the grocery store. And I was like, why are you buying laundry soap mm. off Amazon? She was just like, oh, it's easy. I'm like, I understand that you're talking about $3, but like, and you, and once you really looked into it, you realized everything was like that. Mm, like the it. toilet paper was so much more expensive. The paper towels are so much more expensive and yeah, it was all about convenience. convenience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And sometimes that should be the case, but not everything yeah. is the case. It was the, uh, $6 light bulb. Incandescent light bulb Not purchase even for me to put me over the edge. Where I was like, we're examining all of this now. These are from the dollar store, literally. This cost 99 cents somewhere. And you just spent six seventy eight. Oh, wow. These aren't even LED. Yeah. But I think that, you know, it goes back to that kind of mindset of the business owner versus mindset of the mm -hmm. employee. Yes. And it's like, how do you get people to understand that? Yeah. Right? Because when you're running the business, like you said before, you're responsible for that end result, whether it's profit or whatever it is. And the employee is not. No. Yeah. <laughs> so no. their job is to get what you asked for. Right. Which is what she did. She did. <laughs> which is true. I mean. We were not specific. Yeah. Specific. Yeah. We were very specific after that. Oh. So one question we love to ask our yeah. guests is, uh, did you ever have what we call an oh shit? Like you're in the middle of it and you're like, one, this is like, I'm in over my head or. Yeah. I have a lot of. Apart. Yeah. <laughs> or like, what have I done? One thing in the transition I was talking to you about moving kind of from the entertainment piece mm -hmm. to the business piece, we had a proprietary tool that was built, you know, before we came into the picture. And 
that tool was like on its last leg. Mm. And so we were going to redo it, rebuild it, so to speak, make it better, et cetera. But it was for a part of the business that in my mind I knew wasn't gonna be long-term. It was a significant amount of funding mm -hmm. <laughs> okay, to rebuild this. And then once we got a couple months in and they were running late and all this stuff, and then it's like, why am I doing this? I do not have a technical background. That's actually not my strength mm -hmm. to be kind of overseeing the vendor doing this. And yeah, it was just not good. <laughs> I mean, it just wasn't good. And then the end result took so long to get that I had really moved on and moved the company in a different direction. Mm -hmm. So then it was this complete waste of money Ugh. that we didn't have. You know what I mean? Right. It was actually, we got another investment to do that. So it was a complete waste of mm -hmm. money. And then I remember talking to one of my advisors and I just told him, I was like, you know what? I made the decision that we're just moving away from this part of the business. Mm -hmm. da, da, da. And he was like, glad you finally realized it. <laughs> you know? yeah. And so he's like, you just had a really expensive MBA. Look at it that way, yeah. you know, because it was a learning, mm -hmm. but unfortunately sometimes you have to go through things to learn the lesson, yeah. which sucks it because it suck. was like a year and a whole lot of money. <laughs> And in the end, if I had not done it at all, we would have been just fine. Right. <laughs> you know, we would have been just fine. Oh, that's agonizing. Uh, mm -hmm. it, it, I've still, this was like almost two years ago yeah. and it still rubs me the wrong way. But yeah. <laughs> we have a couple what of it those. Is. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That is agonizing. Yeah. I hate that. When you know you made a misstep in the yeah. middle of it and you're on what Courtney calls the conveyor belt and you just got to finish it. And yeah. you're just like, ugh. Yeah. You're kind of stuck. You're I mean, you stuck. just got to. Yeah. <laughs> totally sucks. It does suck. But. Yes. Hashtag boss life. I know, right? <laughs> right, because really if you don't learn the lesson yourself, then, I know. you know, yeah. it's one of those things where that's maybe drawback and positive right. of running a business. Sometimes you just have to go through it. Yeah. You know, there's not a blueprint right in front of you yep. for your business to say this is how you should do things. This is a choice you should make. So. Right. I love that, though. Yeah. It's so true because I think even you can read all the books, you can even yeah. have a business consultant, you can do all the things you're supposed to do and you still don't have a blueprint. It's still yeah. your business. Yeah. It's not going to be the same as anyone else's That's business. Right. Yeah. I mean, I totally agree. Like it's hard to predict, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. you can have all the training that you can pay for and you still got to make on the fly yeah. decisions. And mm -hmm. sometimes they're right. Sometimes they're wrong. Yeah. You just hope you have more right than you do wrong. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Maybe that's the key to a successful yeah. business. Just making more right decisions than yeah. wrong ones. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So what has been the most rewarding part of like being the leader, the CEO, being the boss, et cetera. What's the yeah. most rewarding part for you? I would say late last year, we had our first month of profitability. So that was exciting. I wanted to do a backflip. <laughs> and, but then it's like, okay, that's just one month. <laughs> so the key now is, you know, can we keep that consistently going? And so we've been able to keep that consistently going through now. Last week, excuse me, about two or three weeks ago, I hired two employees. Wow. Mm. And so that was exciting yeah. because I felt I'm also a very frugal person mm -hmm. and I'm also not a risk taker. So I've got to see at least six months <laughs> to where I can, yeah. I can make sure that they're good as far mm -hmm. as payroll goes. So that was really exciting where I was at a point where I'm like, I can actually add two people to mm -hmm. the team and then help, they can help grow the business. Yeah. And now I don't feel like I'm doing everything by myself. And, mm -hmm. and so I can, you know, I still do some tactical things, but I do have the time to really plan mm -hmm. to grow the business. Mm -hmm. And that's a really great place to be. So oh, this year has yeah. been 
this year has been great. Yeah. You know, it's not like we're where I want us to be, but it's like I can see it, you know, yes. and it's moving in that direction. Oh, the light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. I see those things kind of like as like Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Do you remember learning about that mm-hmm. in college where you were like on that, like, <laughs> like you're on that survival. Yes. Like you're just trying to figure out how to eat That's right. and where your shelter is going to be. And if you have clothes to wear that day. Yeah, maybe and drink like, some water. Right. <laughs> and right. And so like when you're in that like layer of, or that level of like the hierarchy of needs, it's really hard to like predict and future cast right. and like to really lead or steer anything. And I feel like there was many years that we were just in that like survival mm-hmm. mode and it was really hard to have any vision for mm-hmm. where it was going and sometimes even hope for where it was going. Yeah. Like you were just making it through the yeah. day, making it through the week making the best decision for now without any concern to maybe how that's the worst decision for down the road. And it's like amazing when you kind of start creeping out of that and like out of that cocoon a little bit and you're like, huh, I could do more with this. Mm -hmm. Or I actually have options when I'm like weighing these decisions. It's really, really a cool feeling. It is. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, I think it like, it's true joy too. Mm -hmm. I think it, you're reminded, oh, this is why I'm doing what I'm doing. (laughs) Right. Because I didn't like where I was and right. you're regretting it. And you're like, did I make the right choice? This is like the worst decision I've ever made in my life. Cause you are in that, you know, survival mode. Yeah. And then once you can finally look at it and you can see the future and you can see like, Oh, like this is amazing. This is great. And you can, and team members, I think always are mm-hmm. like uh, such a boost of confidence and a boost of like just energy into the space, you know, that it makes such a difference. So. I love that. Well, congratulations yeah. getting there. Yeah. Thank you. That's and I think great. the option piece that you mentioned is so true yes. because you're no longer just like, I have to do this little thing mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, just to make it to tomorrow. Yes. And now you can really think about, I could do this or I could do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I could do yeah. this. And no matter what I choose, we're going to be okay yeah. if it's wrong. You know, yeah, I hope right. it's right. But if it's wrong, we'll be, be okay. So yeah, it's a great yeah. place to be. <laughs> Much better than the previous years. Yes. Well, to kind of end on a great high note, what advice would you give those that are scared to start their own business because maybe they're like you and they're introverted, they don't like the sales yeah. side of things, or I don't know, just have that risk adverse um, personality where they're just afraid yeah. to step out and do it? I think the biggest piece of advice I'd give is not to rush, mm-hmm. right? A lot of times people have these ideas and they set their own kind of like self-imposed deadline yes. <laughs> yes. of yes. when things need to be done. If you have a job and you're getting paid, keep that job (laughs) and start something on the side Mm -hmm. because running a business isn't for everyone. And you don't want to leave your job and then find out that running a business is not for you. Mm -hmm. So do it, you know, however long you need to feel comfortable that not just the money part of it, but that that's the lifestyle you want, you know, kind of being on call 24 seven for things to happen, especially in the beginning, you know, so I would give that one piece of advice Mm -hmm. and then, the second thing, if I can, yeah. if once you have started a business, one of the other things I've learned that has just been great is partnering mm-hmm. and collaborating with people. Um, there are so many other small businesses like mine who don't do the exact same thing, but we collaborate together where we can help their clients, they can help our clients, but then I'm not having to hire more people. Right. And it's been fantastic. And so mm-hmm. probably the last six, eight months, we've been doing more of that where it's like, not really bartering, but kind of like, I'm going to throw you this business, but then you're going to throw me business or we're going to work together on this project. Mm -hmm. And it's a really, you know, like I was mentioning before that mindset difference between a business owner and the employee, Mm -hmm. 
sometimes you need to be around other business owners yeah. to really brainstorm and just plan things because unfortunately your employees don't always understand. Right. They don't always get that mindset that you need to have. So when you collaborate with other business owners, that's, that's been the other thing that has been really helpful mm -hmm. to me once you actually do start your business. Yeah. I think it creates such a great community too. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I know going through 2020, it was so nice to have that foundation of yeah. other business owners that I respected and that we had a relationship where I could call yeah. and I knew I could be honest. I knew I could say like, I really effed up at this moment. Like, what would you do? Yeah. And, and not, not be afraid of like judgment or like them you know, gossiping about it yeah. or anything like that. But having that community, I think and it makes it so much less lonely. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Cause business is isolating. Is, that's right. Lonely. Yeah. 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 But the reality is there's so many people doing exactly what you're doing. You yes. know, we're all out here doing the same yes. thing. And so you can't like when you're in survival mode, you're not thinking about that. Right. <laughs> so when you're out of that, you're thinking about the networking and, yeah. and the things that I don't personally love, right. but it's been a really good benefit to right. get out there and meet other business owners mm -hmm. And not just for professional development, but also to help grow my business. Yeah. So it's been good. I love that. Yeah. It's great advice. Great advice. Yes. I, I, I love the not to rush. Yeah. Yeah. I know, which is good so, advice. I mean, I don't think anyone ever says to rush. Everyone's like, just do it. Right. Just, right. just do it. Just jump in feet first. And like, uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> don't. You're like, just, Be ready. just put your toe in. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. That's the water. That's the water. <laughs> Make sure it's what you want. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The right temperature. All right. Absolutely. Now you can go all the way in. Yeah. Absolutely. Thanks everyone for gathering us today to talk about the hustle. For our episode with Amy, we picked an amaretto sour, her favorite cocktail. We hope you'll get the chance to make it this week and cheers to high functioning introverts. To learn more about Amy and her businesses, visit creativeallies.com or follow her on Instagram at amy underscore CEO or at creativeallies. And to learn more about our hustles, visit cndevents.com, bradfordnc.com, and hustleandgather.com or follow us on Instagram at cndevents, at the Bradford NC, and at Hustle and Gather. And if you like this show, be sure to subscribe and leave us a rating and a review. This podcast is a production of Earfluence. I'm Dana. And I'm Courtney. And we'll talk to you next time on Hustle and Gather.